This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. This is your afternoon tonic. This is your That's it. They took dibs on everything. This is your afternoon tonic. Minutes and all as well. <laughs> Robin Hood. Yeah. The 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 Night Watch. Trigger. We're we're the Night Watch. Nice. That's a we're, good movie. We're waiting for the enemy to invade. Yeah. The Night Watchman. Night Watch. It's a hard gig. Yeah. Being a Night Watchman. Yeah. Probably get sleepy. Yeah. And then if you fall asleep, they could probably execute you for that. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Well, this is afternoon tonic. It is the afternoon. Yeah, it is the afternoon. What do we What do we have today? We got We got some Texas brews. Yeah, yeah. So, so brother Nate is making another Texas appearance. We're both coming to you from Texas, and he brought some fun brews. From the fine city of Austin. But these aren't from Austin, but these are... From uh, Fort Worth. That's from Fort Worth. Uh, Yeah, both these are from Fort Worth, actually. This is... um, What do you have? You have yours. I have the Imperial Texan, made in Texas by Texans. It is a double red, double IPA, 9%. So, Brother Nate is trying to kill me this time. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) I'm just... I'm just... I'm, 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 I'm handing you the shovel for your grave. That's all. You're already you're already kind of digging the hole. But Wait you're a minute, using that's like pretty morbid. That's like you're that's, digging a chopstick, and I give you a shovel. That's like that scene in Saving Private Ryan. You know where they uh, there's the 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 machine gun uh, in in the country. There's the the machine gun turret that they have to get through, and when they get up to the guy, they make him start digging a grave. They They're gonna shoot him yeah. in it. But then the one, the one new kid, the the corporal is like, no, 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 we can't shoot him. It's not right. Yeah. And so they let him go. They like blindfold him and make him walk a thousand paces. Yeah, but then that guy comes back and yeah. shoots them. Yep, yep. Which he, that guy broke the rules. He did break the rules. Not honorable. It's not honorable. After they were like extra honorable to him. Yeah. Because he killed one of them anyway. See that he killed their medic. Yeah, I remember that. It's. That's the complication. Yeah. Um, um, this is probably how they kind of felt after the situation. The salty lady. <laughs> they felt salty? They felt salty about it. Wow, she's actually a... Look at that. She's, mm. she, is she like a... She's like a... a like a siren, woman? right? But, but but it's like... But also she's like part of the rock? Yeah. So she's a rock woman? Well, the sirens would lead the, the sailors... They'd make them crash Into on the, the rocks. Ro- you're right. I think you're right. So this is by the same uh, brewery in Fort Worth. This is the Martin House Brewing Company out of Fort Worth, made in Texas by Texans. I wonder, like, yeah. how do you define if you're a Texan or not? <laughs> like, you try and get a job at the brewery, and they're like, wait, wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Papers? <laughs> yeah. Let me see your papers? Yeah. Maybe yeah, they say it like that. They have like a German accent. Well, let me see your paper. <laughs> okay, another little side tangent. But driving through the desert, yeah, uh, I hit one. Yeah, of those... brother Nate drove here from California. Yes, by the way. It, it, if y'all don't know, it's a long drive. It's a long drive, man. It's about uh, twenty hours. That's close. Yeah, yeah. Or, or very. Yeah, I think it's twenty. It is because, twenty. Yeah, yeah. Because it took it took about twelve to get to El Paso, uh-huh. and then from. El Paso to here is like nine and a half, I that think. That sounds 10. right. Yep. yep. So I'm going to open this can. Oh, yeah. Um, 
But on the way, going through uh, West Texas. Crazy place, man. It is. It's. it's Remember I told you West Texas is crazy. It's beautiful. And actually, there was more gas stations than I was expecting. Uh Um, I was never in danger of running out of gas or anything. So that's cool. But uh, we went through the checkpoint. You know, like yep, the homeless security. Yeah, on the interstate. Yep, yep. Right? Uh, and I think I told you, like, the people, they have a, a drug-sniffing dog. Uh-huh. And this thing goes crazy on the SUV in front of us. And then, oh, they're and then have a bad and day. And he pulls, the, 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 the officer pulls the dog back. Uh-huh. And the dog's just like, no, I'm going here. And then he pulls him back again. And he goes a third time. And then the guy leans over, like, and he's like, you know, those guys, you've seen them. They're, like, in fatigues. Yep, yep. And they have, like, Ray-Bans and, like, yep. a baseball cap and, like, vests and their gun on their side. Yep, like, yep. They, they look very official. I'll yes. put it that way, right? And and then he just leans over to his talkie and, like, like does a little, like, finger point uh-huh. at the back of the car. They start talking to the person. And they pull him over. And the whole time I'm like, wait, do I pull up now? Or what do I do? Yeah. Because he's not acknowledging me. He yep. doesn't care that I'm there. Yep. Right? So finally they make the person pull off to the little thing and then like they pull the cones behind them. And I'm like, uh, oh yeah, they're going to have a, a long oh. time now, right? Because like they're yeah. going to tear their car apart. But uh, but then we get up there and I'm like, what well, do I go yet? What do I do? And the guy finally like flags me up. I roll down the window. He's like, Americans? Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, sorry, what did you say? Yeah. You're not supposed, you don't have to roll down the window, by the way. Well, you can just like sit there. I and could. And I'll wave you through. So, like when I went through, like you don't, yeah, like you don't have to roll down the window. You can just drive up, and they'll just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he asked Americans. Yeah, probably because you rolled down the window. Maybe, but then I was like, what, what what does this mean, Americans? It means that they are searching for people who don't belong here. But there's also South America. Uh-huh. They're Americans. Yeah. No, I know. Yes, yes, yes. Like someone from Mexico. You could, if, if you're from if you're from Canada. You're an American. Right. You're exactly. You're a North American. Yep. And so he said American. Again, I'm and like, you should I'm have, sorry. You should have said C. Well, I was, <laughs> I was, I was about <laughs> to be like, I was about to be like, I was about to be like a little smart. I can be like, well, I'm a planet. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm from the planet Earth and I'm a child of it's it. Not, it doesn't really work in that situation. No, it doesn't Because there's work. a whole line of cars behind Exactly. Yeah. Well, that and like, I didn't want to like delay our, our travel, oh, you know, God. for, for reasons and such. And then and then he like leans forward and he looks at Liz, like American, right? And I was like, and then she just nods, and then he, and then he's like, go. And I was like, okay, but he just said American. I thought it was a weird question because he didn't say, are you a U.S. citizen? Like yeah. it wasn't even an investigation. He's like American. I'm like, are you asking me or tell? What are you? I don't. That's all he said. <laughs> American, American. Yeah, that could almost just be a statement. Yeah. And then you could have been like American to you, sir. <laughs> American. <laughs> what, 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 yeah, maybe I should have been like Australian. <laughs> like, let's keep going back and forth. Yeah, yeah, Brazilian. <laughs> I wonder what yeah. he would have said. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, Nigeria. Nigeria, <laughs> right? Like, ooh, Martian. Jordanian? Yeah. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. What if I would have said Russian? Woo. Is it good? It's red, and it's double IPA. It is. It tastes exactly like you would imagine a double red Dude, the, the guy in the can is shooting from the hip. You see that? Yeah. He's, yep. like, a, he's like a gunslinger. Yeah. Okay, let's see what this salty lady Whew. is about. This is salty lady. Wow, this is you trying to kill me with this thing. 
just I'm giving you the shovel, bro. It's all good. This is so. This is a tart and refreshing goza. Mine, mine's clocking goza? in. Goza, isn't what? it goza? What is goza? I've heard it pronounced goza. G O S E. It probably is. Um. So this German. is German. This is like a. It's on the way of being like a sour. Eh. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a goza. Really? Yeah. But you're a big beer guy. I don't like sours though. I so, go the other direction. So right, but but so sours are are offensive to me. This <laughs> is just like a little tart. Yeah, okay. Like you have you had the the warhead one? Have you had these? I've what? Have I've you, had they have, warheads. Like yeah, candy. so so but there was a beer I I want to say it was called like warhead. It was sa- like that sour, yeah. like it was like made like you, you had a sip and it was I that sounds cannot, disgusting. I cannot get into it, man. I like sour candy. I'm actually a big sour candy guy, but I don't yeah. want it in my beer. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see. Yeah. Well, let's see what the dude <laughs> Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Texas beers are very different than California beers. Okay. Oh, I can't... That's really... It's weird now. Mm. I don't know what this is because it's almost like... It is a little tart, but it's yeah. not very... Uh, it's not very crisp in the front. Yeah. It's more like malty, uh-huh. which is weird to me because when I've had other gozas, like, they're much more like... Yeah. Like, tingly. Yeah, yeah. Um, And the finish is almost like... Like, carameled. Yeah. Well, I feel like Texas beers, a lot of them have that kind of carameliness and like, yeah. a, like a maltiness almost. You know what doesn't have that taste? West Coast IPAs. Or Squirt Gun. <laughs> squirt Gun. Oh, man, it's so bad. Don't buy Squirt Gun beer. No. I, it's I, supposed to be a juicy IPA. There's nothing juicy about it. Yeah. It's it, it, it really, it, it tastes like, it tastes like what I would imagine eating maybe like a, like a bleached yeah. It's a paper taste like bleached. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really it's it really is. unpleasant. It doesn't have a because nice it's like, flavor. It's completely yeah. sterile. It yeah. doesn't have any dimension to it. Like you want it to be fruity. Like when I saw when I saw that can with the yeah. squirt gun on it, I yeah. wanted it to be almost like a I don't know, like a fruit gum or something, like something right, really right, juicy, right. like like yeah, a, a bubblicious. Yeah, exactly. That's that's like what you I was want thinking. It to be like the strawberry bubblicious. Or yeah, something. yeah, like a strawberry IPA, something fun like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like it doesn't have any flavor at all. It's just fizz and a little like beer. I, I, I feel like we, the more we talk about this beer though, because you've had this beer before. Yep. We had it again yesterday. <sighs> Not necessarily by choice, but by necessity. Right. <laughs> we had to. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like we're we're, we're actually doing a, a big plug for the squirt gun. Yeah. Because we need yeah. to make you're it, welcome. We, we, it is, but this is what's going to happen. Is you know, especially for our friends, uh listening right you when you come to texas you need to try the squirt gun and so you can see how bad it is and it's i I have a feeling no because it's gonna gonna incentivize them to make it better but that's the point they shouldn't they should leave it and it could be like yeah there's all these other great texan beers and then there's this really bad one called squirt gun (laughs) but they keep selling it because people keep buying it so they can say how bad it is (sighs) okay it's not a good beer no it's not but that's fine so you had another interesting experience on your drive. I did. I, you know what, Anthony? It's coming to a point now in my life. You have a lot of interesting encounters. Either, either, <laughs> I'm broken, 
And my expectations of societal interaction are are completely askew, are completely misguided, right? Or everyone's weirdos, okay? So I think that's true. I had a funny hello experience again. Nice. It was another hello. (laughs) And boy, oh boy, it was a slightly different one. So I'm cruising through Arizona, Uh right? If I recall, we were... On the 10... On the 10, we were very near the border of New Mexico. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, there's these cool rest stops. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually quite nice. They have, like... Arizona has nice rest stops. Yeah. They do. Uh, they have bathrooms. They have warning signs for rattlesnakes and scorpions. Yep. It was cool. And it's actually, also really pretty around there, too. It's gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. When you... Some of those rock formations. Yeah. Like, it's... Like the red desert. It's amazing. So yep. nice. Very nice. So so we decided to go to this rest stop uh, to use the facilities, as one does when one's on the road for 12 hours. It's important to stay hydrated. Not and, pee in your car. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, so we, we go to this rest stop. There's like two urinals. Those are both occupied. Then there's two doors. I'm like, well, I don't have to like sit down or anything, but like one of these is open. The first one, you know, they have these like indicators of, Occupied or vacant? Yeah. Right? And you turn it, it turns red yep. to occupied. So I see the other door, and it's just like there. It's closed, but it's just like, it's fine, right? So I, I jiggle it, and I'm like, oh, it's a little stuck. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I, And then I pull a little harder, and there's a dude in there. <laughs> and he goes, hello? <laughs> Was he holding on to it? Is that why no, it was stuck? This is a, I, I he ha- I, I he half want, locked it. This is a fair question. This is a <laughs> He fair was like, no. <laughs> you will let me in. Yeah. No, I didn't it wasn't a forceful. It was just I would I would I would attribute it more to, you know, as uh, temperatures change and humidity levels sometimes wood, right? They were wooden doors. So he didn't lock it at all. He didn't lock it. He just he was just in there. He was just in there. And there's a lock. Wow. If you turn it, I mean, that is bold. If I, okay. So, I mean, I, I would have preferred he just left it open and be like, <laughs> I'm in here. <laughs> What's the point of even closing the door? You're not going to lock it. You're basically telling someone to come in there. I don't know. Like, if, if I'm in a, a bathroom and the stall won't lock, I'm probably not going to use that one. I would just leave the door open at that point. You're like, just going to go for it. If you need to use the facilities, <laughs> If you need the facilities for that purpose at that time and the doors don't lock, you got to take care of that. Yeah. I mean, especially if you want to get back on the road, you don't want to be feeling that way for hours and hours. Yeah. But the, but I, I don't understand. I don't understand why close the door and not lock it. You, you think that no one else is going to show up. Right. So I say sorry. I don't know why I said sorry because this is actually I'm ashamed of myself because I did nothing wrong. Yeah, you should have said hello. I should have said American. hello. I should have said yeah. I should have said American. I, no, I should have I, or I should have said you know there's locks on these. I I actually feel like now what I should have done is just stay there and looked at him and be like why didn't you lock it? Right. <laughs> I'm like, you're the weirdo. I should be like, do you like you this sort of attention? You stand there and start berating him for being a weirdo. <laughs> like, in a, there's there's a critical tipping point in this situation where, like, you but do he's become. But me. I did not want to see right, you sitting in that Right, but at a certain point, you do situation. become the weirdo. So at what point, though? 
I don't think I. I think it was. I'm ashamed of myself for apologizing. Sure, I get that. I get Cause, that. Because he is the one. He is the one yeah. that did not follow protocol. Okay, and if you would have left the door open, there'd be plenty of indication that yeah. there's someone in there. Yeah, it wouldn't be this open because you know, like this is the thing too. You know, if you open a door that's not locked, you don't expect to see someone in there. That's true. I was slightly startled because I would think any normal person would just. So actually, the way the interaction should have gone is you open it and go hello, and then he goes sorry. It was a reversal. <laughs> Classic reversal. Me. Golly! It, it, yeah, you were like, I'm supposed to say hello. Yeah, you stepped on my line, bro. I should have said that. I. <laughs> I so I don't know. You tell me, like. Why do you can't have a conversation with him at that point? It's it's a hello. Like if you'd been like, hello. And then then what would he say next? How are you? And then you'd say, I'm fine. I mean, he could have said, oh, you see any more paper? Like he could have said. Made a joke about it. (coughs) He could have done multiple things. And he, yeah, it bothered me. And I feel bad now because I don't like apologizing. Right. When I didn't do something wrong. Right. Or at least in this, like, but like, did he do something wrong? He didn't do something morally wrong, did he? He did something socially incorrect. What if he didn't know? What if he's new and doesn't know about locks? Like he he just hasn't got the memo on locks yet. What do you mean? I mean, he didn't know that it locked. How would you not know a locks? (laughs) What public restroom have you been to that has a door that doesn't lock? Maybe it's his first time. Oh, first time, first time in the bathroom in a public restroom. Maybe he just goes at home every time. That's even more reason to lock it. <laughs> but I, I just don't see how this is possible. And this is where I'm saying I'm really getting fed up with interacting with people because I don't know what the right standard is anymore. I don't know what's rude. Well, I don't know. I what don't know we what's have learned is there's a number of ways to say hello. Oh, the inflection, you mean. Right. So there was the lady. Hello. Oh, that's... <laughs> it would have been funnier if you said it like that. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you open the door. Hello. <laughs> See, now I'm just... I really... So maybe a conversation wouldn't have been right, but I think it would have been funny. Like, it makes me think that I, I should really ponder these situations so that knowing if I if I go on another road trip, I'm prepared. Well, you should... Like, what I should I'm have saying said is... Like, aren't you going to stand up to greet me? <laughs> you need you need in your bag you need for various situations a number of uh possible um scripts essentially right so we have a few different hellos we have american yeah okay i gotta keep that in the pocket <laughs> american 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 <laughs> we gotta say it as a question statement american a <laughs> question statement well question you gotta statement. say how that guy said it to you american like a statement. It's not even a American. question. Oh, you know, yeah. The inflection didn't... Because usually, like, I'm used to that going up in pitch at the end. American? Right? That, right. That's a question. I mean, if somebody just makes a statement to you... Yeah. There's no, a response isn't even required. Like, American. Got it. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. So I, I, I ended up finding out yeah. after this guy... Failed to lock the door yeah. that any other person would lock. Right. To avoid such encounters. Mm-hmm. I walk outside because there's no places available to relieve myself. Yeah. I notice there's another door. Uh-huh. 
completely empty bathroom. Nice. Two stalls, two urinals. I could take my pick. You use all of them. I didn't. I didn't. You I, could I try each one. I, sh- I should have considered that. Yeah. As nice as the stops were Not bad, and compared yeah. to like other public restrooms that I've been in, I don't know why it is, but they always have a certain smell. No, I mouth breathe as soon as I go into a bathroom. Oh, I see. I'm, because they had they had a lot of ventilation. Yeah. No, they I'm had, very they had sensitive wire, to smells. They had That's wire right. all the way around the mm-hmm. top, you know, like open wire. Yep, yep, yep. It was very open. I just know why where that the 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 public restroom smell comes from. I would imagine uh, urine and feces. <laughs> so you don't think they clean them? <laughs> I think they do. I mean, they have to clean them at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I think because so. it's a different smell. Like, like if you go to a ball game or something, the restrooms don't smell like that. Is that just because they have deodorizers everywhere? Because that's a don't, lot of probably don't a lot of clean, stuff going on. They probably don't clean rest up restrooms as much. I mean, a ball uh, at a ballpark, they're going to clean that like every day, kind of a thing. Mm. They're going to have staff there that cleans that all the time. This is growing on me now. It's nice. still. Do you know who had a good goza? Who? Uh, Sierra Nevada. Mm. They have one called Otravez. I feel like they're mostly a pretty mediocre. But I liked the Goza. Company. Uh, something yeah. about it I really liked. Yeah. Their like, pale ale is okay. I yeah, think. it's okay. It's not great. I don't like the Torpedo. Uh-huh. It's like they're. It's like an IPA or double IPA. Yeah. I don't really care for that. The yeah. pale is okay. Yep. That's one of the. I think it has like a green label. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know how to interact with people, man. <laughs> I really don't know. So now I'm, I'm starting to wonder. Either do I pay more attention to these situations, uh-huh. right, and try to decipher what's happening, and then we come up with a new new conclusion of, of what interaction should be? Yeah. Or do I just disregard it as random chance and probability, you know? Yeah. Like, do I... Are you supposed to knock? If the door... This is the thing. If it was locked, <laughs> you know not. someone's in there. But now I'm wondering, is it more appropriate then no. to knock you if should the door open is not... it. You should open it aggressively. Well, that's what I did. I told you it was like jammed a little bit. So this is the thing. Well, the fact that it, it was closed. jammed, it, it means that you actually didn't open it aggressively enough. You should open every stall like, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a production. Ta-da! <laughs> Behind door number one. Maybe I, maybe I should do an announcer what voice. I, what like I actually like about show. that is, if you do that, you go into the first one. That everybody else who's in a stall is starting to get nervous. <laughs> like I don't want them to. Oh, don't come to mind. Don't come to mind. So because because like, then you like you pull on it and you're like, oh, door I, number two is locked. <laughs> Looks like it's occupied. <laughs> because haven't you been? Haven't you been in like like at a like this say a store like a like a, a shopping center like a Target or you know a retail store of mm. some sort and you go up and they don't have the occupied vacant thing all the time right right it's but just if you locked go up or not and you pull it and and then if you pull it and someone's in there like they'll say like oh I'm in here they someone's usually here. say somebody's in here. Somebody's in here. Somebody's in here. Who? <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> yeah, it is because they get Who's, nervous. People this? get nervous when they go to the bathroom, and so, and so it's usually somebody's in here. Oh. It's, a, it's a bit of a private affair. Yeah. Somebody. 
Who though? <laughs> yeah, right. You should. Ask, Are you supposed to ask, be here? Ask a follow-up question. Somebody who? who? <laughs> Somebody who? Should I get secure? <laughs> so there is this thing about not having conversations in bathroom, but so there's like certain rules to it, right? Dude, there's certain bathroom rules. Like you're not supposed to talk to to people that you don't know. But then I've also been on gigs yeah. where if you're like both like, oh, we're gonna go hit the head. You can you can say hello. <laughs> Give each other a background. <laughs> <laughs> what what's, what's the one you like? What's what's the other things that you you don't do? You don't shake hands in the bathroom. You don't you don't say you don't introduce yourself. You don't the do the cheek kiss. The two the cheek. <laughs> cheek cheek kiss. Yeah. No, you do not do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna kiss any cheeks in the bathroom, Anthony. No. Well, no. I feel like there's so there's a there's different ways of playing it because. There's a comedian who, who 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 has a joke about the rule is don't touch me while I'm touching me. Okay. So like guys who will like put their hand on your shoulder while they talk to you while you're on the, at the oh, urinal. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. But what I notice is there is kind of like a macho thing about talking in the bathroom. Yeah. And so like if a bunch of guys are at a urinal and everybody's being silent, you know, nope, we're not looking at each other. We're like, whatever. If somebody's like, pretty good show out there, huh? They're like, now they're the alpha in the room. Okay. And then now uh, you have maybe, to be yeah. like, yeah, it's a great show, and I really like the guitar players playing and blah blah. blah. And then now you have to, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep engage. it up. You can't be like, oh, I don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk out there, please? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, especially that voice. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm a little busy. I'm busy or something. <laughs> it's like, why are you talking? I can't like get that? the stream going. <laughs> I have a really slow upload speed right now, and I can't get it. Uh, <laughs> Your Mickey Mouse voice. In the is back. that what that is? I guess. Hey it's guys, a, yeah, it is a bit, huh? Yeah. What would Mickey do in that situation? What would Mickey do? Yeah. So, but you know, like, so if someone's in there and you pull it and it's locked, like, I've also seen people knock before they open it. Out of like a precautionary. I've so they're going, is someone in here? And, and then go, they might don't, go, don't. yes, someone is in here. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what can happen. Someone can be in there. Someone could be in there. But and they might it. say hello to you. Or what if, what if, I mean, maybe this is an option that I haven't considered. <laughs> yeah. Is that the lock was broken. Yeah, it happens. That does happen. And so maybe he was in there. He's like, oh, no, it doesn't work. He's like, but I really got to go. Oh, no, it doesn't work. He's like, it'll be fine. Who else is going to show up? <laughs> it walks me. <laughs> Hello. I wonder, because now I'm wondering, like, the door was closed. It wasn't a jar. Right. So I wonder if that's like an indication. So maybe, maybe I broke the rule, because maybe if the door is closed, <laughs> but it's not locked, you still knock. I've never knocked. That's on what the I need to say. That's I've... the saying. If it's still locked, you got to knock. Wait, why would if you knock? If it's not locked, you, you got. If it's locked, no, I I missaid it. Then if it's not locked, you must still knock, even if it's a jar. No, if it's a jar, you then it's still all knock on it. No, no, it's no. It's like knocking on wood. I think I think if it's a jar, then it's not a door in the first place. Because it's a jar. Shh. Yeah, I got. That was. It's good. That's yep. good. Uh, but yes, <laughs> that guy love how it threw you off completely. That's amazing. Did. It did. Maybe, maybe I'm just thinking about olives now. Nice, a jar of olives. Yeah, I like olives. But so maybe you, you 
Because, you know, like, if it's one of the metal doors, they, they never really close on their own. Yeah. They're always, like, yep, yep. At, at some degree of, of openness. Right, right. So maybe maybe I broke protocol. But then if it was, if the lock didn't work. Yeah. I guess it has to do with the severity of his urgency. <laughs> because I just walked out. I'm like, well, that was weird. Well, <laughs> right? well, I mean, I'm wondering how hard. So this is the other question. It's like, how hard did you try and get in? Because like, if it is locked and you're like yanking no, on was, it and I someone not, is going to the bathroom, then they're getting scared. <laughs> like, what is going to happen? Well, I'll say this. Like, I, 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 it, it was like. He I didn't barely... say anything while you were yanking on it, though. I did not. No, he Anthony. didn't. No, he didn't. Say That's, that would be the thing. Is like he so waits till you that open much force. it. This is what I'm saying. It seemed to me he could have said somebody's in here. Yeah, he could have. But he, he waited until you that. succeeded in breaking and, in. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like I, like because it wasn't like it wasn't like the door was jammed into place. Like I, 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 I moved it, yeah. and then I noticed like the occupied vacant. Like I didn't really, really pay attention to that at first. Yeah. And then I see the other one has the red. I'm like, oh, it must be good. And I pull. Right. And that whole time he could have said something. He could have. Maybe he couldn't sense me. Maybe he was really engaged in his activities. And that's why, hello. Wait, how did he say hello? Oh, uh, wait, wait. I got to think about this. <laughs> it wasn't hello. It wasn't that. It was, it was hello. It was more like that. <laughs> I see. So it was slightly like... like. It was actually in, in, in the continuum of hello. It was a bit. So... I'll wrap up my my awkwardness with this. I I go to the other restroom, have a dandy time. It smells <laughs> funny. I leave, and then I see the guy walk into his van. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting is that I think it would be pretty obvious that we know who each other are at this point. Um, he doesn't look at me. He doesn't acknowledge me. Of course not. Why would he? I don't know. You felt almost, bad. Then you felt I, slighted. I I really gotta walk. Like, now then you could have been like, still bothered, "Hello." <laughs> it still bothered me enough that I wanted to go be like, "Why didn't you just lock the door?" <laughs> I kind of wanted an explanation, <laughs> not enough to actually talk to him. But Did I looked at him. I looked at him. I was like, "Should I should I say anything?" And he sees me, and he just acts like he doesn't know me. Right. Of course. And we just had this interaction, and I really. I was so close because I was still waiting for Liz. I was so close to going over and, and saying, like, like talking to him. Yeah, and I'd be like, "Man, why didn't you just lock it?" <laughs> why not? I, I like this. This guy wants nothing to do with you, and you're like, "No, no, 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 no. We're gonna talk this out. <laughs> We're gonna figure this out, buddy, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Look here, pal. I don't know. Yeah." So that was a, a, an odd interaction. Yeah, it was. And I, I, so I think the takeaway is that if the door is not ajar, you should still just knock. Uh huh. Because the lock could be broken. Yeah. I mean, the other lock worked fine though, but who knows? Maybe what? Like, One door to another has nothing. To... I would just think that their maintenance guy would like be on top of that, but maybe. Right, maybe... but we also learned that their bathrooms stink. So the well, that's your hypothesis. We can't confirm this. Maybe they just cleaned them, and that's just how the desert smells. I don't what? Know. <laughs> Everybody knows the desert kind of smells like ass. So it smells a little bit like a public rest stop. You <laughs> like, know, Ooh, this is what Arizona smells like. Oh my gosh, that's gonna get us listens in Arizona. This uh, is looking at you, Tucson. <laughs> oh, or Phoenix, or what are the other cities there? 
Flagstaff. Flagstaff, Arizona. Sedona. Prescott. Prescott. Yeah. It's Prescott or Prescott? I don't know. Whichever one you want. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Quartzite. The, 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 the rocks are pretty. They're very like pretty. The, I do yeah. like the rocks. So. Yes. We, as a band, Sap and Claw Elixir. Yes. Trying to make an album. Band. We are trying to make an album. We're, we're in the in the planning stages. I think we're actually going to solidify our recording dates probably this week. Yeah. Is, is our initiative. Probably. Yeah, yeah. If we're successful with our objectives, we'll have it planned out. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, we're looking. It's going to be a full-length album, I think. Yeah, we're going to go out into the desert and yeah. record together mm-hmm. in that stinky desert. <laughs> well, no, I don't think that desert stinks. It's only the, <laughs> the desert. <laughs> Maybe. You know what I didn't consider is we should... Hit up this the makes state me of think air. of that South Park Aspen episode. I don't know this. Where Cartman puts poop under Butters' nose. <laughs> and Butters wakes up and he's like, this whole town kind of stinks. And Cartman's like, yeah, why do you think they call it Aspen? <laughs> okay. I was going to suggest we should hit up the state of Arizona. Yeah. And ask him how much it costs to rent out one of those uh, rest stops. <laughs> rent maybe, out maybe, a rest stop. Maybe, maybe we give a large donation. I don't want to stay at a rest stop. <laughs> Not stay there. I'm just saying the acoustics, would be, <laughs> they're very unique. What if, what if it's so unique that it's like, it kind of sounds like you recorded this in a public rest stop bathroom. Like, we, whoa, we did. I mean, it, it would have it would have a certain aesthetic. That would, you what know. What if the smell came through? I mean, in certain like every styles, time we you're played, like, well, that has some, that, that has some, some like, stank. some stank to yeah. it. Yeah, right. That's like, not always a negative. Some stank <laughs> can help out. It's true, but public restrooms stank. Maybe, maybe for certain people, that's a nostalgic smell <laughs> that they appreciate. You, when I used to go out before being, COVID, stop being so judgmental. Like some people like that. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a sign of adventure. Right. Okay. So but in order need, to yeah. make this, we need <laughs> we need money to rent the rest stop outside of Phoenix. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. I bet the state of Arizona would charge something for this, but not much. They'd probably be happy to receive the press. Like like we're we're really esteeming the rest stop and saying this is a place of art and functionality and running water. <laughs> we might get a cameo from a scorpion it's true it's true and they probably also have vending machines there with like pepsi and stuff the, big red big red you know yeah it's not just in texas yeah yeah but we need we need money to do that yeah so yeah we operate on a principle called value for value which I actually strangely was reading an article on libertarian economics. I was talking about value for value, mm-hmm. but I know it. If I'm crediting where I got the idea, it's from No Agenda Podcast with John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry. And the idea is an advanced form of barter. So if we, through our content, provide value to you, we ask that you respond by providing value to us as a type of a trade. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to send value is usually dollars or currency, things like that. Some crypto. Yeah. So we have a Venmo that you can uh, send us money through. We have a uh, Bitcoin QR. I don't know where it'll be. It'll be somewhere on screen. And right we... <laughs> yeah, that, that one where you did this. 
yeah. don't know if you watched it. I actually had you lifting it up and down. Dude, nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, we also have a Patreon that you can sign up, uh, subscribe monthly. Uh, our lowest tier is $3 a month. And if you subscribe for $3 a month, you can submit topics mm-hmm. or questions for us to address on the show. And other tiers include a backstage pass where you get full concert videos if you can't come out to see us live, a VIP pass where you get access to bonus episodes of the show. We'll do these 20, 30-minute bonus clips after most of our shows, and you get access to all of that. And if you subscribe for our Eager Beaver level, you can actually submit ideas for uh, song topics. We will be obligated to write a song uh, on that topic. But we get to pick how we address that topic. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't you can't tell us what to think. Right. We're not into dogma. Yeah. Well, actually, good movie, I am though. into dogma. Yeah, right. I like dogma a lot. <laughs> I like the movie. I don't know the movie Dogma. Dogma? Kevin Smith movie? Jay and Silent Bob? Oh, okay. Anyway. No, <laughs> anyway, cool. value for value. So sign up on our Patreon, donate to our Venmo, send us some Bitcoin. Yeah. Or if you want to send us some other crypto, you can do that through uh, Venmo, or you can contact me, and I'll send you a QR to send I us. I think we, we accept any currency. Yeah, any currency you like. That's true. Yeah, yeah, we did find that we apparently have some listeners in Germany. So if you want to send us euros, please do. You know, I, I I'm curious uh, that we're big with big with the Germans. You, we were looking at this in our demographics. Yep. We we did lose our last sponsor, uh, Vagguard. <laughs> uh, we had they they pulled their their plug on their sponsorship. <sighs> But it makes sense now. We were looking at our data, right. and it's, evidently it's only males. Only men, 100%. So, so guys, guys, get your gals listening. Please. Because we might get the Vagguard back to get us <laughs> a little more coin. <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, the guards have no use to you. No, no. Oh, That's a different guard. It, it's, it's different. <laughs> it's different. We're in talks with them as well, but it, nothing's materialized. So please get your ladies to listen. We, we maybe we should. What do we do to? Get, we should have a segment, yeah. to attract. Like, or maybe to we should have a segment lady. of like, why don't girls listen to our show? <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I think it's a problem with podcasts generally. I think podcasts skew very male, except true crime podcasts. Hmm. I mean, because Liz listens to a fair number of, of podcasts. Okay. She, right? Yeah, she does. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to talk about this over dinner. Because we got to figure out how to get the the female audience engaged. Yeah, right. But I'm also like, it's we super have to start rad. talking about true crime stories. It's pretty rad that we got some Germans. Yeah. If you're in Germany, Willkommen. Yeah, like you should let us know. Uh, there's a way they can interact with us, right? Like leave a comment on a yes. video. Yes. Uh, like on YouTube or on Odyssey. Yeah, Odyssey is preferable. Yeah, if you guys go on Odyssey, I'd be. Because be you really can't even fun. watch our whole show on YouTube, just click. That's true. Yeah, so go on Odyssey and look us look us up there. Right. Sap and Clay looks. Or... You can also leave a comment on any podcast app you're listening. So you oh, can rate okay. us on on any podcast app. You can leave a comment. Yeah. And if you're listening on a podcasting 2.0 app, you can also uh, route Satoshi's. Yeah. To us. Okay. Yep. In a value for value model, because actually our podcast is value for value enabled on podcasting 2.0. I just 2.0 think I just think it'd be it'd be really fun. Uh, especially in these pioneering days of this endeavor, yeah, right, to have interaction with folks. I'm really curious, like, you know, Germany, like, how do they even stumble upon us? I don't know. Because this is more than one listen. Yeah. So so it's super cool we have uh, someone checking out our, our stuff. That's 13% Germany. of our listens. Wow. So, yeah, 
Say what's up, people. Yeah. Leave a comment. Leave a post. Tell us what city you're in or something fun yeah, like that. Yeah, do it. Interact, please. I like interaction. Interaction is good. Yeah, that's value. It, it, it does add value to us. Every interaction yeah. you do adds value back to us. Yeah, it, well, it, it's just like, yeah, human connection is, is a, a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Like part of what I don't like about these formats is that it's so impersonal. Yep. In some ways, because like we have, we but if we get our listeners commenting, then they're also engaging with each other. It's it's a whole community because because I enjoy conversing with you. I enjoy conversing with people in general. Yeah, right. And I, it's the idea that someone's enjoying hearing these conversations is a lot of fun. Yeah, but it also seems so uh, so distant. Yeah, in some ways, right. And I think it's fun to interact with people. So yeah, tell us tell us something. Tell us what tell us anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Tell us you have a, a, a heartbeat. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for our elitist corner. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we need pipes. We need pretentious classical music playing. Je- like, oh, what's what's that hat? A beret? What? A beret. A beret? Isn't that the... Like, a, be- a beret? Beret. A, a beret. Beret? A green beret? Or, or a red beret? Sure. Ruby? What? What's the... Raspberry beret. Raspberry beret. That's and if color. it was warm, she wouldn't wear much more. Okay. Yeah. I mean, actually, when it's hot, that hat is the first <laughs> thing you want to get rid of. Because <laughs> well, it seems I, like she gets rid of everything else before. Oh, that. is that what that song's about? Yeah, the girl, really... a girl, a girl he meets who wears a raspberry beret, the kind you find at a secondhand store. Yeah. What if, I'm not a beret. Expert bore isn't a bore a dance also like a baroque dance uh, a, a bore sounds like the same word to me my diction yeah. is not strong enough to notice the difference b what b o u r e e yeah that sounds right like this, a bunch Boo of do 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 da 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 yeah, well, I mean that's the famous one. Do 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 da da da. Because Jethro Tull did it, but they swung it. Do da dee da da do da da do da da da. There you go. With a walking bass. But do you know this? Oh, really? It's so much fun. Oh no. We should do it. Yeah, we could do a Bach. It'd be good Actually, for our German listener. It would be a cool one to do. Try and do it on banjo with with a claw hammer and a walking bass because we'd have to change. It couldn't be straight up. Did it? D da da da. But we could do something with it. Change the rhythm. I up. think that'd be really cool. We should we should do an arrangement of some some legit yeah. music. Legit. But that was pretty elitist of you. It was very. Right. So that, that was the segue. <laughs> Don't you see what I did there? <laughs> that was extraordinary. That was too elitist for me. Even. Woo! Oh, oh, yeah, I gotta shake, shake it off. off. All right. Oh my gosh. So for our elitist corner, you wear a Nirvana shirt. <laughs> I thought I thought we would read some Rawls, um, in his uh, his his philosophy text on uh, uh, towards a theory of justice, where he describes justice and social justice. Mm-hmm. And his first chapter, we're not going to read the whole chapter, just a passage from it, okay. is justice as fairness. And so what he's doing is he's setting up a definition of justice as being related to an idea of fairness. Okay. And what I think is interesting about this is there's all these concepts of justice and philosophy going back forever. And Plato starts uh, the Republic with a, a huge discourse on what is justice. And it's like winding around. It's all these philosophers arguing about what justice is. 
Um, <clears throat> and it kind of comes out to it's sort of whatever you think it is. There isn't really a good definition of it. Okay. Um, but then in modern times, we talk about social justice all the time. And I have a conception that social justice is uh, terrible, actually, because it actually, um, social justice is antithetical to individual justice. Mm. And as somebody who believes that the individual is the, um, the, what do you call it? The, the substrate, the, the fundamental <clears throat> principle or the fundamental starting point of most principles, the idea that justice would be based on groups in relation to each other versus individuals in relation to each other is um, completely opposite of everything that we think of in our society in terms of, quote, fairness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, meaning that if, if you were arrested, you would want to get a trial based on your actions versus, versus the actions of your group. I, well, who would define what a group is? How uh, would you define that? Right. So, like, if you if you got pulled over for speeding, yeah, in a in a social justice system, in a true social justice system, in like a critical theory sense, you would be judged based on maybe uh, how often men speed or how often thirty uh, something. Well, that speed, doesn't sound fair. Or how often white people speed or something like that, and not just that, your ticket would be, would have to do with how that group stacks up with other groups and how many tickets those other groups get. So we'd all have, like, private law. Exactly. So social justice demands private law. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Versus individual justice, was I as an individual speeding? Was I as an individual but, I mean, robbing? But you could also argue that given how different people receive different sentencing or different punishments, we already have private law. Like, that's corruption right. to some well, degree. Privilege means private like law. Like the idea, like... What, 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 privilege, private law. Well, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Martha Stewart. Yeah. Right? She did that insider trading, and yeah. her punishment was house arrest at her nice house. Right. Right, like like in Cape Cod somewhere, something like that, right? Uh-huh. On her vineyard or yep. whatever it is. Like, I'm not... Maybe it's not... It. Oh, wait, Martha's vineyard. I'm thinking <laughs> something else. I'm totally mixing up things. Yeah. But... <laughs> but, uh... But you hear what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, so that that already does exist. I believe uh -huh. so, right? Like the idea that it exists, but I don't think it should be our ideal. I don't think that's what we should be striving for okay. more of. Yeah, of course it exists. You cannot you cannot actually eliminate privilege. But I think I, I think that part of the idea of the social justice movement, right, or some of the CRT argument, yep. has points of of validity. I agree because when you see these examples, like I just mentioned, right, it, it's it's crazy. How the punishment for someone else is so much more severe right. for a lesser offense. No, I agree. But like someone like but you well, not now. now. It's legal now to shoplift. That's fine. <laughs> Did I tell you there was a smash and grab? Yes. At Costco. At Costco. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. No, but but what you don't want is you don't want because Martha Stewart was treated with kid gloves. Yeah. You don't want the next rich person who gets caught with something to be treated extra harsh to make up for that. No. But but it, that's, that's but that's where I wonder though, like should maybe or, I'm or you maybe, don't want poor people to not be held accountable because Martha Stewart isn't held accountable. Like what you want is you want to be pushing towards a system where everybody is individually held accountable for their own. But then that, that kind of means that everyone should have private law. Cause I'm saying to find Martha Stewart, um, a hundred dollars for littering. Uh huh. 
it has no consequence. Whereas yes. a person of less affluence throws something out their car window and now they have a a, 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 a ticket for littering. Right. It could be, you know, a $100, $200 ticket could be devastating to them. Right. So that's where I wonder if it should be. Right. Like, I mean, if, that... like if like, like. Right, right. So, it, like, if you're a, a multi-millionaire, right? Well, th- like, this, why don't you get fined? This is the idea of like a graduated, a graduated income tax, because fifteen percent versus like sixty percent is gonna hurt a poor person and a rich person the same, or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose. I, I think there is an argument for that. I think with something like a fine for a, a quote a crime or something like yeah. that, it's it is very difficult to come up with any sort of reasonable argument about something hurting anybody and any group of people in the same way. Mm. So then you could actually do that on an individual basis. You could look at somebody's yearly income and the fine for littering is X percent of your yearly income. Right. Like, because like if it's, because it, actually that's, they it, do that in Mexico sometimes. Cause if they're trying, you're, like the idea of a fine or a punishment is right. that you're de-incentivizing what's seen as poor behavior. Right. But so, then, if the consequence for that poor behavior is not severe, then there it's not even a slap right. on the wrist. It, so, so what? If, what if the fine for littering is one percent of your yearly income, regardless? Right, of right, what right, that right, is? right. I see. So it's the, it hurts the same for everybody all the way up, or something like that. Right. Okay. Or close. I mean, the problem is once you have enough money, no amount of money hurts at all. But what if it? I mean, then you could go to, you could do the, the Singapore style. You could actually like caning, public caning. That's an interesting idea. So then it's not money. It's you're literally public getting spanked and, and beaten. But what if it, you know, the, uh, what is it? The, the idea of tar and feathering, public right. shaming. Yeah. But that kills to... you. So maybe, maybe instead you have to wear like, I don't know, a little outfit. I was naughty. Maybe you have to wear a little outfit, yeah. or you have to walk around with a sign saying, "I did something bad," and you have to go. This is starting to get week. very Nazi Germany esque. You know, it's like Scarlet Letter type. Yeah, or type a little star. Yeah. Oh well, well, I didn't take it there. Well, that's essentially what they were doing. Yeah. So that's not. Oh, I don't know because like the idea of 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 justice or punishment. Right. It, again, it's, it's so subjective in some ways. Right. Well, so this is where we... So, so Rawls um, sets up his theory of justice and then social justice mm-hmm. as being related to fairness. So justice as fairness. Mm. So it's similar to what we were talking about, about it not being fair that $100 hurts a poor person way more than it hurts Martha Stewart. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So justice as fairness. And he sets up uh, a system where he talks about uh, the veil of ignorance because he's saying if you are to actually set up a just society what that needs to be made out of is a series of people agreeing to the rules of society not knowing what position in society they will hold sure okay so the only way you can set up a fair society is if the people agreeing to the rules don't know where they will be within mm-hmm. society and that's he calls that the veil of ignorance but uh just the, the first the first paragraph he has here, I like. So, justice is the first virtue of social institutions, as truth is of systems of thought. So Say that again? Justice is to social institutions yeah. as truth is to, say, philosophy. Okay. 
So justice is the primary thing that a social institution is looking for in the same way that truth is what philosophy is looking for. Is it though? But keep going. A theory, however elegant and economical, must be rejected or revised if it is untrue. Likewise, laws and institutions, no matter how efficient and well-arranged, must be reformed or abolished if they are unjust. Mm -hmm. Each person possesses an inviolability founded on justice that even the welfare of society as a whole cannot override. So this is a very interesting statement with respect to current public health laws. Mm. I mean, actually, that, that statement is huge to me. Each person possesses an inviolability founded on justice that even the welfare of society as a whole cannot override. So the health or welfare of the whole society cannot override each individual's right, um, right to justice. I mean, this you cannot be unjust to individuals just because you say it's more efficient or better for everybody. But that's what that's what laws are. Well, that's not what he thinks laws should be. Laws should only be in service of justice. All right, I'll keep going. For this reason, justice denies that the loss of freedom for some is made right by a greater good shared by others. It does not allow that the sacrifice imposed on a few are outweighed by the larger sum of advantages enjoyed by many. Therefore, in a just society, the liberties of equal citizenship are taken as settled. The rights secured by justice are not subject to political bargaining or to the calculus of social interests. The only thing that permits us to acquiesce... <laughs> acquiesce? Yeah, to acquiesce in an erroneous theory is the lack of a better one. Analogously, an injustice is tolerable only when it is necessary to avoid an even greater injustice. Being the first virtue of human activities, truth and justice are uncompromising. It's a lot there. So this is he's also sharing what he sees as the proper philosophy, though. What do you mean? Like, because you can have people argue that, no, the, the group is more important than the individual. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so so he has a little introduction to his chapter. He says, in this introdu- introductory chapter, I sketch some of the main ideas of the theory of justice I wish to develop. I see. Just because laws, how do we... Like, how do we agree on laws? Because I almost feel like for for it to say, you mean in the United States, or or how do we come? How do we come to agree? Like, there's certain laws that we can uh, argue. Like, well, that's not fair. It doesn't make sense. Like, even driving here, like, there's yeah. different parts of the of yep. the highways uh-huh. that it went from seventy uh-huh. to seventy five. Yep. To sixty. Yep. Well, it's a construction zone, but it's still okay to do seventy five. Yeah. Oh no! Now you're in a little city again. Now it's sixty. Yep. Yep. And it was frantically changing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially on I-35. Yeah, coming yep. down. Coming down from uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth mm-hmm. area to, to Austin. Yep. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh-huh. Right? But you would argue that these laws are for the better good? Well, who would argue that? Though that's what I'm saying. 
Because in, I, I want to say too, if, if we're, if, I feel like the premise also is that individuals have to agree yep. to a law for it to be just. Like you have to be willingly sub right. like so you have to uh, subject yourself willingly. Yeah. I mean we can't go through the whole chapter, but what, what he goes through, uh he, he starts to talk about where like how you would start to craft a just society. Um and so it, part of it is the veil of ignorance. Part of it is you would need a, a number of people who are actually is interesting because he's pro social he has this whole social justice conception, but he has this kind of Randian starting point like Ayn Rand, where he talks about how when you're setting up the rules of your society, each individual has to argue for their own desires as much as possible. So if anybody is arguing for anybody else's desires, it ruins the whole system. So okay, everybody needs to throw out a balance. Right? Everybody needs to argue for their own desires, not knowing where they will be in the society. So, but so as soon as people would agree with each other or root for another person uh -huh. in some way, like champion, like this is like a problem that I think there is with politics. Like these people are esteemed, right? As if they're more knowledgeable, more experienced, and perhaps they are, yep. but it doesn't mean that the average individual doesn't have a sense of fairness. Yeah. Right? Which I think politics ultimately comes down to like either you're abusing power mm -hmm. or you're trying to empower others, right? It's like, yep. it's a, it's a, it's a filter or a funnel. Yep. Right. So this is, it all boils down to, again, then personal responsibility in mm -hmm. order for that system to work. Every individual has to be adamant yep. about their desire and their position. I mean, I think it, in any situation that doesn't involve slavery, that is true. I mean, we have to define that because it sure seems to me that slavery, ultimately, the idea behind it is that it's exploitation, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't necessarily have to but be it's defined. theft, right? It doesn't have to necessarily be... Well, okay, so so right. So it's exploitation, it's theft. Yeah. It, it's saying that you're not receiving the agreed upon like uh, compensation for your service. Well, agreed upon, you can't agree to be a slave. That's but you also can't agree to like I'm saying that it's not to the same severity perhaps. Yeah. But the idea of minimum wage. Yeah. It's like, well, this is what it pays. Uh-huh. Right? Like, is it I, I see some sort of, of connection there. Right. Of saying like Well, minimum wage is saying that two people cannot enter into certain agreements. There are certain agreements that people can enter into, and there are certain agreements that people cannot mm -hmm, enter mm -hmm. into. Now, I think that there is not with minimum wage. I think I do believe that you cannot consensually enter into a slavery agreement mm. because that's a contradiction in terms. Consenting to be a slave, consenting to not consent makes no sense. Right, right. Right. Consenting to volunteer, not be paid anything, that makes sense. And so the minimum wage issue is a more complicated issue than that um because i i see it still as like it can be an exploitative move what can the idea of minimum wage or like how our taxes are set up super right? exploitive yeah it, it's it, it like no matter even if you make more money i mean taxation actually... i would say is a form of slavery because it is stolen labor hmm Minimum wage is different 
minimum wage isn't isn't to that degree taxation i would say literally is slavery i see because yeah because you're not you you're being it's under compulsion you don't have a choice right and and the money you receive from from your work is your labor that's your receipt for your labor mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's being taken from you at least some of it so we got to stop taxes yes all of them yes I don't think Rawls agrees with that, by the way. <laughs> I, I think that taxes, taxes, the idea, some would argue at some point, is to equalize uh -huh. and to provide resource for the masses. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's the argument. Yeah. I think you said, uh, you said the other day something about the road to hell and good intentions, though. Oh, yeah. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. So if I say, I trust me, I'm going to equalize everything. Just give me some of your money. I'll figure it out. Even with the best intentions, mm -hmm. I'm going to ruin everything. The individual also ruins. Yep, but they ruin less. We're, 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 the problem all is... All this comes down to like looking for what is the least imperfect. Uh-huh. Yes. I agree. I agree. But this is like the, our, the anarchist thing. Oh, this was for a bonus. But we were reading... A passage from Michael Malice's book, The Anarchist oh, right, right, Handbook. Right. A really interesting book. He goes through, he has a little introduction, and then he compiles all these texts from important leftist anarchists and libertarian and right-wing anarchists and all sorts of things. So it's an interesting compilation text. Mm -hmm. But um, the idea that anarchy is not a utopia is actually an anti-utopian idea mm -hmm. because anarchy doesn't solve any particular problem of evilness in the world in an in an anarchist society there's still all the murderers still all the thieves and everything the only difference is they aren't granted institutional power it's all individual responsibility yep but we all that's have, everything but people have to be willing to accept that responsibility yep and devote time to self-governance it's hard and to mediation with others yep I wonder, I wonder how bad it would be. Maybe it wouldn't be that bad. What? Like the amount of time that you would have to, to give up if there were no legal structures. Mm. So you have a dispute with someone, right? Yeah. Like what, like, I don't even know how that would. Yeah. Like, like the idea of a littering ticket. Well, you wouldn't have a ticket. Yeah. Right. But if you threw trash out your window and people saw you, would they hold you accountable? Maybe. But then, if they did it, would the trash just pile up, and then who would pick it up? Yeah, well, or that's you why you'd have there? to you'd, you'd have to be. It wouldn't just be. This is the thing: is community cooperation is necessary for an anarchist society to thrive. So, in the same way that, like, if you come and stay at my house, mm -hmm. uh, and we're setting up for our podcast, you help by putting the bed away or something. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't work if. If one of us is just a complete asshole, right, right, right. It right, only right. works if we are in cooperation with each right. other, right? But I think it's also hard to find people that you want to cooperate with, yeah, for various reasons. Yeah, I mean, part of it is also being able to bear the fact that you don't love everybody, and so sometimes you have to work with people you don't like. But we have to do that anyway. All of these things are are, are happening right now, right, 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 right. Like you're yeah. on a gig and. And the, the, the saxophone player isn't your favorite guy in the world. You still got to get along with him enough to play the gig. Sure, sure. 
Yeah. And you not only have to get along with him, you have to play well with him. I guess what I want to say too is that like if we're if we're talking about the idea of the state being the mediator. Yeah. I think there's only been one time in my life that I've actually used the threat of legal action against someone to get paid. Uh-huh. And I just sent them like I told them like, Oh, you still owe me this money, you need to send it to me. Yeah. They disregarded it, so I sent them a demand letter mm-hmm. where I basically threatening a uh, small claims court to get yeah. them, like this like five hundred, six hundred dollars, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Right? Instantly got it. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Right. And I was like, so it was just the threat right. of Well, the state's scary. It is. It is scary. The, the state is quite a threat. Because they have cages, they have guns. This is the thing, is even something as small as a parking ticket. Every the entire amount of force behind a parking ticket is insane. What happens if you don't pay a parking ticket? Oh, they can revoke your license. They can take your car. They can jail you. I mean, that would be pretty drastic. Yeah, but they can. They can. Right? What happens if a police officer, just a dude, calls your name and calls you over and you don't come over? Well, it depends on who you talk to. They can't... It depends on the situation. It does depend on the situation. I'm saying the but they can make your the, life the potential the force behind that just a command from some guy. You don't even know them, but they say, "Hey, come over here. I want to talk to you." They let's say they what they represent. They suspect something in their head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. They said they think something's going wrong. Now, if you don't comply with them, they might take you or to like jail. Or like the people that I saw with the dog freaking out at the checkpoint. Yeah. If they said, "No, I'm not going to pull over." Yeah. Dude, they would have been. Like that, then they're charged with, with what? what? Like, they're charged with with like uh, I don't know you, I don't want to talk to you, fuck off. Right, but you can't say that to the state. Right, like there's there's different right rules. because that person isn't a person anymore. A police officer isn't a person. A police officer is the is state. The state is the established. Yeah, all down with the institutions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, 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 it is a weird concept, right? Because. As soon as a person puts on a uniform or yep. has a letterhead, yep. then it's something different. Yep. And it seems to me that it's much harder. It's like a criticism. It's part of, I think, the social just, justice movement right yep. now is this idea of like of, of authority yep. and how authority interacts with the populace. Yep. And there's a lot of criticisms of the amount, the amount of force, the amount of intimidation. These are great criticisms. Right? Yeah. But then it's also bizarre because... And they're I, looking to that same force to do but but then it's also but the the force Mm -hmm. is literally other human beings Mm -hmm. they're still humans i want to we're caught in a narrative trap because then it's like well then they're just like mean people no like they're not not even not even mean people it's it's not that it's so much worse than that it's it's the narrative it's the bureaucracy because they're a police officer and there was the law. The law. What what more what more obvious narrative could you have than the law? That's just a rule that somebody made up and wrote down on a piece of paper or wrote down on the internet or something. And me and because somebody wrote it down on the internet, now we can lock people in cages. I mean for you could it. argue though, I think there is I'm not Re- saying I agree with it or it's a fair argument, but that intimidation factor, yeah. some would argue is what helps control the like yeah. the general populace. It does. So that people don't go as crazy. I mean, I guess. I mean, who knows how crazy people would go. Not, I think yeah, there there there's a there's an idea that without the police around people would go insane. Maybe. But I also want to think like like I was complaining about the how the 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 speed 
limits were changing so frequently on, on right. I-35. Yeah. yeah. I want to believe that just as you have some people yeah. that disregard the speed limit yeah. and drive very recklessly, yeah. some of y'all in Texas need to slow down. It is true. Oh my gosh, right? There are some of them have been very aggressive yeah. drivers that I've encountered, right? Uh, I want to believe that the general populace would come to some sort of consensus of, you know, if I drive faster mm -hmm. than 80 miles an hour, right? Whatever number you want to make it, right? The, the, you're going to define on your own some sort of idea of what is safe yep. and what is profitable. And yep. at what point you have diminishing returns yeah. of the, the speed of your travel versus your safety and the safety yes. of others. Yep. I don't think someone has to be told that. Like, I think most people would understand yeah. if, if there's a bunch of cars and you're trying to zip in and out and you're going hundred miles an hour, yep. you're the problem. Well, this is the thing is most people don't have to be told that in any situation. And there are people who will break that and continue to regardless of whether the rule or, is there or, like, or not. You know, like, like if I continue the road thing, like, you yeah. know, like some ramps are, are more yeah. drastic in their decline yeah. or they're more drastic in the curvature of the road to where yeah. if you're going too fast, you're going to crash. You can, and I think a lot of drivers, at some point you have a certain level of experience where you can feel your car and you're like, whoa, if I don't slow down, yep. this could be a problem, yep. right? I think everyone's had an experience like that at some point. Yeah. And then as soon as you have one time, you're like, oh, this was a little scary. Yep. You're much more aware the next time you see an off-ramp. Yeah. Yep. You're like, I better be careful because if I'm not, I'm going to crash my car and then I have to pay to fix it. Right. Like, it's not even about other people at that point. It's like, I don't want to suffer harm exactly. to my own self. Yep. And but so but, I don't need the sign to tell me to slow down to 35 when I was going. And then and the, the other thing is what each of those signs is doing is they are offloading liability and responsibility. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so they're they're actually enabling us to be less responsible for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so the problem is now we're in the situation where actually if you took away all the police, it is possible that things would go crazy. And in some places they are where there's been massive defund the police Hmm. movements because nobody has any responsibility built up but that's that's the gang keeping order so to speak right but nobody's but the gang isn't keeping order well if they're not there they won't right that is right right that's the gang keeping order but the antidote to that is the other end of it and building a society with person with people who have a high degree of personal responsibility I think that it that isn't take, the government's that job to fix it. Cultivation. I know. At this point, well, I know, but this is the thing: is anarchy it'd tomorrow is dangerous. Yeah, it'd be bumpy. Oh yeah, it'd be bumpy as heck. Right, but also life isn't safe. Right, I'm I'm with you. I mean, like, if, like I feel like all this is correlating also uh, is related to the idea of warning labels. Yep. On cleaners. Uh huh. Who, That's where it started. <laughs> who. No, but, but really, it, it's bizarre right. to me. Like, what is it? Uh, we we were getting some soap. Yeah. To wash our clothes at our Airbnb yeah. before we came down. And you and were about to drink it, and then you went, "Whoa!" There's things on here. It's like, do not consume. I'm like, who's gonna eat this? A baby. Who's not gonna read the line the thing anyway? So, but again, so if it's a baby, a baby is a, a unique experience of humanity because. At that point, you supposedly don't have your own cognition. You you don't have your own. Yeah, you can't read. You can't read. So the wine, the warning label doesn't help. So, and then I would say if if you can't read, you probably need supervision. Yeah. 
to make sure you don't do something silly. Right. So why do we have those? It, it seems odd to me. It, it, like, why? How would many you, times has why, why, have those labels to... prevented you from drinking cleaner? I've never drank cleaner. Have you tried? And no. Have you considered it and then saw the label and decided no, not to? No, I can't right. say that. No. Yeah. Right. I mean, what is it like? I think I've smelled some comet. Like I didn't like like was I didn't that like drain it. cleaner or something? Yeah, it's like a oh yeah, I know it's comet, like stove cleaner. But but like there like. I've 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 noticed that it has a smell, but I've never like snorted a line or something, <laughs> you know, or like I'm just saying. And there's something about it, maybe because when I was when I was a kid, it was like no, you you want to be like I was never uh, a germaphobe. Yeah. Right. I was never scared of dirt. Yeah. Right. Like it didn't terrify me, but I never either like took my sandwich, dropped it in the mud, and just ate it. Yeah. Right. You 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 have this distinguishing thing. Like right. I played with in the. In fact, Roly that's Poly a little gross, right? You it think like I don't want to eat be. that anymore. It'd probably be. Yeah, I'm not gonna have this as much. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe a little. Maybe I'll just try it. But you hear what I'm saying? I don't know what's happened. Or or like a yeah. what is it, like plastic bags that say like this is not a child's toy. It's like oh really? Okay. <laughs> I played with all sorts of plastic bags when I was a I kid. Don't know. What kid plays with plastic bags? Is there a warning on here? Yeah, look, there's a warning on this beer can. But you are going to consume that, though. Wait, wait, wait. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcohol beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems. Uh-huh. Who didn't know this? I don't know. This would make me wonder, like, did... did did everyone back in the day just drink when they were pregnant? Yeah. Everybody back in the day drank all the time because water wasn't safe. So then how are we here? That's a great question. I don't know. That's a good question. Everybody should explore this idea. What? How are we here? How are we here? Why are we here? No, no, no. How? I don't worry about why. Don't, although that's too much. Yeah. How good. are we here? No, I'm just curious. Like, I know it's a great. I'm serious. It's a good question. How are we here still? Yeah. How have we not gone extinct? Given, given every given every piece of nerfing and sterilization of our lives now, it's a wonder that we are alive and have been living now for thousands of years. I mean, the, the, I would almost think that some would argue that not having, uh, you know, the when you go bowling, not having bumpers yeah. would be better for us. Because you probably learned to bowl better. Yeah. They're an artificial like safety guard. And I'm sure but wonder... bowling is also artificial to begin with. What do you mean? I how is it artificial? You bowling naturally occurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like <laughs> I'm pretty what do you mean? An anthill, it's... a bowling alley, <laughs> a wait, forest. Wait, 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 wait. But it's <laughs> just a game. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of an unnatural bowling now. What is unnatural bowling? Well, bowling, well, it's man-made. How about that? Or human-made, I should say. Wait, let me think about this. What do you mean, let me think? You think that bowling alleys I just actually, occur I want, in nature? I want, I want to believe that games, yeah, games that require mechanics and elements of skill, right? right? Bowling does. Yes. You have to launch the ball in a certain way, and there's curvatures to it and all yeah. this, right? I'm pretty sure it's probably based off of a hunting. Yeah, probably. 
if we go back far enough, it was like you see all those Look goose. You see that <laughs> goose? I'm gonna I'm gonna knock hit them it. all. Over. Yeah, probably. It, it could have been. Yeah, it's just a yeah. It's yeah, just I a agree. game. What about golf then? You see that golf. gopher in that hole? You get a ball right on his head. May, oh, golfing! I don't know. Or a rock. I mean, bowling seems more like a hunting game than golfing. Than golfing. You're hunting a hole with golf. Well, I mean, uh, what about tennis? How do we come up with all these games? That's like somebody shoots an arrow at you and you got to bat it back at them. Or they like That's a grenade cool. or like a flaming thing. And you're like, no, I don't want it. Like a hot potato. Hot potato. <laughs> See, hot potato, man. They used to have dangerous games. Yeah. Ah. Like, yeah, I, I think that's how it started. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it started. What's another dangerous game? I don't know. Red Rover. Oh, you know Red send, Rover? Send Timmy on over. Did you ever play that game? Yeah, in gym class. See? Yeah. Dude, uh, uh, the guy that worked at my base, John. Yeah. When he, he actually, I believe he grew up in Arizona. Yeah. And he was talking about his gym class where they had to climb the rope. Uh-huh. And it was a rope on top of the gymnasium. And they had to like climb up whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, we, we did that. Feet. Yeah, you did that. Yeah, they don't allow that anymore. Yeah, I don't think. Interesting. No, because that's dangerous. If you have right. someone fall, you know what someone's motivation to not like go over rope is? It's dangerous. Yeah. If you if, <laughs> if you, you fall, fall, it's gonna it's, suck. It's not gonna be good. Right. So don't fall. So you don't fall. Right. But this is, we need to embrace. Like the fragility of our existence yes. to some degree, I think, and face it. We're, we're, oh my gosh! It's like when you go on a hike on the edge of a cliff. It's yeah. a little scary. Oh yeah, it's terrifying. And it teaches, you realize it teaches you to be careful. This is this. So yeah, like um, yep, yep. there's some parents who like don't want to take their kids on a hike down the Grand Canyon Trail, and it's like no, 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 take the kids. The kids aren't going to fall. They're going to be careful too. I mean, as soon as I'm scared of heights. I know. Right? It's scary, dude. I, but I don't know anyone that's not scared. Like, what person can be like, hey, that doesn't look, <laughs> hey, that doesn't look too bad. <laughs> you think I can fly? <laughs> that person. Like, I got some paper bags here. It's like an umbrella. Do you think I can fly? I don't know. Try it. That makes me think of Lemmings. You know that video it, game, it, Lemmings? Oh, I love that game. My favorite part of that game is when you set the lemming to explode. Yeah. It, it does this while it's blocking it off and it's going to explode and blow a hole in the wall. And just before it explodes, it puts its fingers in its own ears. <laughs> I got <don't> help. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so do, wait, do we have any sponsors for today besides Rosie Rosenquist, our wonderful Patron? Oh, salute. No, because Vagguard pulled out, man. Oh, Vagguard pulled out. They, 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 <laughs> That's they, a good term for it. They, they So... I, I, we, we got, we, they said we didn't have enough females listening. Oh, okay, all right, so all right, fellas, fellas. If, if we can get a few ladies, yeah, you know, I'm I'm in talks with some other potentials. Yeah, but uh, no, no bites yet. Okay, uh, well, well, thanks to Rosie Rosenquist. Thank you, thank our, you, Rosie. our steady patron. Thank yep. you, and uh, I think that's our show. That's the show for today. Cheers. Salute. This is your afternoon tonic.